I swear I just saw Josh. Did I dream that? Oh, okay. Pierce is running the show. Pierce, let's uh, let's get to the biggest story of the day so far. Did you end up going to Omaha? I did, yeah. I was going oh. there, too. All right, okay. We're going to debrief coming up here in a bit, all right? Okay, good. It's been a whale of a Tuesday for me already, as you could tell in the crossover. The phone dropped right in the middle of it. I have – there's certain spots on my drive, and I think many – most of you are like this, where you know from a timing perspective where you are and if you're making good time and if you're – where you need to be, you know, all those different things. And I was, I've been way behind because legit, it's, it's no lie. And I don't know if I'm just, if this is me getting old, I don't know if it's being distracted or what. But I legit got a text from Arnie, his typical, you work in the holidays? I haven't heard anything. I'd really like to have the day off. I'm like, well, Arnie, it's like four days before the holidays. So I'm pretty sure that we would know by now. But, uh, so I I guess just by habit, I stuck my phone in my back pocket or like completely out of habit. I stuck my phone in my back pocket. And then I found myself chasing around the house, bro, chasing. Morning, Josh. Like crazy, dude. And literally, I had just used my phone. I lit- I could show you the, t- the text because I'm- things are timing. If I'm out my door... By 8.30, I'm good. Golden. I'm golden. I'm here by 8.47-ish. There might be me calling TJ during the commercial break and be like, dude, coming in hot, put me on hold just in case. But literally, I replied to, let's see, what time was it? Arnie read my text at 8.24. Like, I'm good. I'm good. We're good. It's good. And then the next thing, and I couldn't find my phone. Well, I can't live without my phone. I, you know, I envy people like JT. JT Gasso is a great example, right? Uh, I'll, they'll be like seeing his phone sitting around and it's just, ah, I'll get to it when I get to it. You know, it's, it's, I'm like, wow, I, I envy that. People are like, man, I don't know where my phone is. And I'm like, well, you want help finding it? No, nah, it's fine. It's okay. Like literally, if I can't find my phone, it's not as if I have anything to hide on there. There's no Russian secrets, but I just I feel lost without it. It's got everything on. There's might be some. Well, actually, I don't think there's bank information on my phone. <laughs> I don't try. I'll trust you, Apple, with my two dollars. Literally, it's set the whole morning a tilt, and then I finally find it in my back pocket as I finally tap out. Could you imagine me having to do this show without my phone? I'd be nervous the whole time. Where is it? What I do with it? Where was it last? We this happened about a year ago where I drove back to the 7-Eleven thinking that I had left it in the 7-Eleven. I came on the air and begged, if anyone happened to see my phone, man, here's where we are, bring it, I'll give you a hundred bucks, I don't care. And literally, I went and it was sitting in the chair of my car. It had just been turned face down instead of face up. So it was black and it meshed in with the seats. It's just, ah, ah. And then, out of nowhere, on Highway 9, my phone drops. I guess Toby was concerned that maybe I got on a got in an accident. That's that's true friendship right there. Now, on the other hand, if it was like Arnie, he'd be like, probably racked, terrible driver to begin with. But welcome in into a Tuesday edition of the Plank Show. How are you, Josh? Good, doing good. Better good morning, morning than I have. I hope. Y- Damn, yes. Man. Yeah, I feel organized this morning, which is positive. It is not a good feeling when you're without. Well, say your cell phone. Keys, 
You go scrambling around for your keys, that'll really put you into a frenzy. And, you know, I have one key. I have one key. It's a fob. That's it. And I put it in two places. It's either in a drawer by my sink or it's on my, what what do they call the table next to your bedside table? I mean, there's actually a name for it, but. Nightstand. Nightstand. Thank you. We would have got there eventually. (laughs) But. I couldn't find that the other day. It's one freaking key plank. I think there's still a lot of fallout to get to from Omaha here on the Plank Show on a Tuesday. And as we mentioned, Pierce was there. So we'll let Josh get settled in for his hour of of, of music and fun. And we'll have Josh coming in here and hang with us and get Pierce's stories from the road. I've kind of dug some of the refresher things that I've seen. I think Travis retweeted a, a guy that laid out the amount of hours and where they see. And I, I was talking to Travis a little bit last night. I mean, they literally, he and um, Parker, but they went on their own dime, which is awesome. I mean, I mean, it sucks, but it's awesome, right? And I was talking to some people. I had a few friends who were listening to the show yesterday that said, hey, we just wanted to share our experience and kind of what it meant financially for us. And not that this is a money show, but just to magnify how if you are a poor like I am, you can still get there. I mean, Pierce is going to have his story coming up as to how they got there and how they experienced it. So um, I think there's still a lot of fallout to come from Omaha. And I and I think more than anything else, Josh, I feel like going forward, there's a lot of people that you hope are a little bit more invested in the regular season for OU baseball. But you definitely know if this – comes to fruition where OU ends up in in Omaha if it's next year or the following year or three years from now or four years from now Josh I think you're going to see a lot of people that have now and we talked about it last yesterday on the show that will now start earmarking around yeah June 24th June 25th and and make their plans to get to Omaha because the fear of missing out the FOMO that was on display this past week from those of us who weren't there it was it was real. I mean, we were talking to Tyler about it. It it was real, and it was awesome. Well, for you guys that were there, but it also, I think, set a it set kind of an expectation for okay, we we want to be there. I don't want to miss out on this. Couldn't care less about Rocco's and their Jello shots. You want to spend? How much did we end up finding out they spent on on their nineteen? Congrats, Ole Miss! You won the Jello shot crown. I've never met a person who paid four ninety for a Jello shot, but here we are or whatever it was, I just I want to be there for the fun. I want to be there for the game. I want to be there for the chuck. I want to be there for the send-offs. They set a level of, you know, want to, I think is the best way to describe it when it comes to this baseball program going forward. Agreed? No doubt. Want to get back. Want to be a part of it as a fan. Want to make it a regular occurrence. And – Really, that's sort of the challenge across the board is for OU baseball, how do we retool this now and make another run at the thing? How do we get back? How do we make this not a once every 12 years occurrence? Was that an updated mock draft you were looking at? I don't think it was because that was the USA Today one, right? Does USA Today own everything now? Yeah, June 22nd. So I – because you were looking to see where Kate Horton was, right? They had Peyton Graham 22nd to the Cardinals on that. I heard last night that he's a top 10 pick. Which really is, is who wild. from? Well, first of all, Skip Johnson, 
said it yesterday whenever he was talking to Toby. But I reached out to the two or three people that I've developed relationships with, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's going ridiculously high. Yeah, well, he probably should. I I can't even begin to tell you how amazing that was for Cade Horton. I'm writing an article about him for Boyd Street. Well, I'm writing an article about the run, but it focuses on him. Dude, look, look at that top ten. This was the top ten on June 22nd, just to kind of give you an idea. Uh, a second baseman, uh, an outfielder, a shortstop, a shortstop, an outfielder, a catcher, a third baseman. Another third baseman. This is the top ten in the Major League Baseball draft. Your first pitcher doesn't go until number nine, and it's a righty out of Orchard Park, Michigan, St. Mary's Prep School. So you're telling me that, and that's your, where your Royals are right now, and I get it, uh, Brock Porter is a stud, and you know I, 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 I'm kind of shocked to see of the first ten picks that it's all position players outside of you know, that ninth spot, I think there's a really good chance that Horton could end up being the first pitcher taken because you've seen him in a setting that's a little bit more elevated than what maybe you've seen Brock Porter. And you heard Skip talk about it yesterday. These draft boards for these teams have been set for months and months and months, and then all of a sudden you have some dude that comes in and upsets the apple cart like this. And, Josh, add to it that it was just four weeks ago that he learned this slider, and you see what it's doing? Dude, there's a great chance he's going to be really, really highly drafted. Right, and you just think about, okay, what else can he add to sure. the arsenal now? Took him four weeks to learn that, and he's what was it was a number thirteen that he had strikeouts wise in the uh, eleven and thirteen. Eleven and thirteen. I mean, come on, let's go. It sucks for us as fans, right? Because you had kind of started to in your mind create the Friday starter, and then okay. I guess Sandman becomes the Saturday guy. If if and I guess what he has options too, does he not? So you kind of start. I, and I'm not going to be try to be Mr. Baseball guy suddenly, <laughs> but I think it's for me. It's a lot like softball to where I'm kind of confused. Like, okay, can this does this guy have any more eligibility left? Wait, can this per, is is Grace Lyons coming back next year? You know, I can't even tell you how many times we joked about how many times we saw that last year, but. Mock draft, man. It's all about Cade Horton. He's going to be a very, very, very highly drafted dude. Let me see what – Sandoval is – yeah, he's listed as a redshirt sophomore, so that would mean he'd have a decision to make too. <laughs> but I think more than anything else, you're looking at – you're looking at what is going to be a fun, fun off season for OU baseball. You're going to get – I started to do this – Last night, and then I kind of ran out of patience with it because it does go back to, what, 2017, I think. What was Skip Johnson's first year uh, as the pitching coach at OU? He came in after Augie uh, moved. 2017 was his first year. So 2018 was his first year as the head coach. And then 19, 20, 21. So he's in his sixth season essentially around OU. I feel like every single year, Josh, his Friday starter, or at the very least his road, they're getting drafted. How huge is that for the future of the pitchers that would want to come in here and learn from a guy that not only has that 
Oh, I think what's what's the best way to put it? Resume of working with a dude like Clayton Kershaw, and and being Clayton Kershaw's go-to guy, but also having his dudes consistently get drafted highly. It's a big deal. It's an impressive pedigree, and Kate Horton, Bennett, those two guys, you, they just add to it. Just add to that portfolio. <sighs> Should be fun. All right, we'll take a timeout. It is 9.15. Are you still looking through mock drafts? <laughs> I am, yes. <laughs> what are you looking for? I'm looking for Cade Horton. I don't think any of these are going to have him. This is from two days ago. I don't think they're going to have him. I think you're looking at odds checker. I don't know. I don't think that – I think the people that have him will be like the the really nerdy baseball people. <laughs> I don't. I think it's a lot like last year where Will Bettner was not considered to be a first-round pick, and then he had his run and went, uh, I think, in the top 15 to the New York uh, San Francisco Giants. Gosh, I look at this. I, I'm looking back in the last couple of years. White Olds, Jason Ruffcorn drafted. We know about the 2020 draft. Cavalli, Prater, Dane Acker drafted in the first four rounds. 2019, gosh, I'd forgotten about Nathan Wiles. Ruffcorn also got drafted, by the way, in uh, – in 19. Braden Fink, go back to 18. Jake Irvin as a top five-round pick guy. I mean, you come to OU, you get developed by Skip Johnson, you're moving up draft boards. I think that's a big deal. All right, quick break. Plank Show rolls on right here on the Home Sooner Fans. Did you do anything fun last night? Anything exciting in your world? I can't say that there was anything too exciting. A little bit of scrubs on Hulu. Is that the go-to now? Whenever there's nothing else on, or it's it's turning into that. Yes, I I hear a lot of good things about some of the Hulu documentaries. Have you watched many of them? Or maybe not just documentaries. They're docu series that they do, like the Tommy and Pam thing. Have you watched that? No, I haven't. Um, Thought about it, wanted to, didn't. Don't they have like actors or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not okay. The that ju- that kind of. Turns you me off from I agree. to watch it. I agree. Juice World? Have you watched that documentary yet? No. I hear it's great. So I'm I'm in a big catch up on all the TV shows that I haven't watched in the last year. It, yes, me too. Had you heard of that German hijacking documentary that I was talking about with Toby and TJ? Uh-uh. Sounds good. It's it's a little bit it's taken me Drake's back. Get Drake Dyken back. A lot of masks in this building today. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I gotta, I gotta find the name of it. German hijacking Netflix. All right, it is called. That's not it. No, it, maybe I should have done this during the break. Uh, break. They should have just named it German hijack. You would think that would make it a lot easier. Oh yeah, Blood Red Sky is what it's called. It's um, it's interesting. No, that's not it. No, no, no. That's not it. Never mind. Ignore. Deli- bulk the tape from that last segment. It, it's I only bring it up here quickly before we get back to sports because it's so unique, Josh. Everything that's shown in it is news footage. There's no actors. There's no sitting down with someone modern day that starts telling you the story and then they flip to the video and they look completely different. It's all told through the lens of that you know two, three days of coverage. I love it. Yeah, that's great. German hijacking documentary. How about that? Netflix. Do you agree with that sentiment that 
I don't need to see a reenactment. Like, right. Gladback. Gladback is what it's called. Okay, Gladback. And yeah. it's on Netflix? Yeah, it's called Gladback the Hostage Crisis. Okay, it sounds yeah, pretty interesting. Right? In August of 1988, two armed bank robbers keep Germany police at bay for 54 hours during a hostage-taking drama that ends. <gasps> Ooh, I'm not going to tell you how it ends. Yes, do, I don't spoil seen, that for me. I, I've watched it a couple of times, but is it – I mean, the, the crazy thing is – I, I, one spoiler alert: I think at least a couple of the, host, or the hostage takers survive. So, <laughs> but dude, it's I, I'm still shook from watching it because literally, it's the most 1980s thing ever. Because you know the dude's sitting in a car doing a car phone interview with someone as a hot. He's sitting there with his gun while they've got cameras around him. He's just talking to the media. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's wild. <laughs> Um, they're like, where are you at kind of thing? Right, exactly, exactly. Where, but but the TV cameras are right there. Everyone's right in front of him. He's doing essentially a press conference while he's hijacking this bus. Yeah, like the OJ reenactment court case deal. Uh, that's the worst. I can't do it. Uh, Just show me the news coverage. I, Michael, look, I'm only going to read one Air, Com- Air Comfort Solutions text line. A little slow getting rolling today. I get it. I haven't given you much. 405-651-3439. Mike and Weatherford writes, Gladback is Wild. That crap would never fly here in the U.S. Snipers would have taken him out. Oh, that dude. I'm sitting there like the guy is walking around in the open. Just someone take him out. Anyway, it's worth your time, Josh. It's worth your time. Your contact profile has been updated. Mike and Weatherford. Thank you, Mike and Weatherford. Not a. Not an easy trip to get to Weatherford, so appreciate it. I shouldn't say that. Not a short trip to get to Weatherford, so thanks for hanging in. All right, let me get to some sports here. Today is supposed to be the day when the Deshaun Watson conversation with the leagues. And I listen, I keep saying arbitrator. It's not truly an arbitrator. She is in charge of the disciplinary approach that the NFL will take here. And... I don't feel like I have to make any excuses for talking about the Deshaun Watson saga because I feel like it affects just about every layer of the National Football League right now. And I don't know, maybe I'm still in that position, Josh, where I think that it also has something to do with Baker's future. Who, by the way, uh, Baker Mayfield and his football camp, he's got a media availability that's happening today. Did you see this? Quick little sidebar. Baker's got a um, a prep and a group of prep and college coaches, a camp of over three hundred and kids, grades first through eighth, and members of the media are attending the camp's official event this morning. In fact, it'll happen during this you know, very radio program. And if I'm not mistaken, does it say when the camp is? The camp isn't today, right? Is it? Because I think we're supposed to be out there for the actual camp. If we are, sorry, Perry, I didn't see it on the calendar because the calendar is always taken out of the studio. <laughs> but Nice way to mix that in. <laughs> but it's actually in right now. I'm sure it's just a matter of time before someone comes and takes it off the wall. But, yeah, so Baker's speaking with the media today. I don't, I don't think there'll be much on Deshaun Watson, but it is kind of fascinating that Baker Mayfield has a media event with the – the Oklahoma Sooner Media Corps at about 10 a.m. this morning, and Deshaun Watson's disciplinary hearing begins today. 
question. Yes, back of the class, please. If you're Baker, do you take the high road? Can't be today. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate that from the 405. I guess we're not going. Uh, if you're Baker, do you take the high road like you consistently have in every media avail? Or do you take take the low road? Do you just kind of take a little shots here or there? Maybe point out what you're doing today while the Browns' new quarterback is basically hoping for his NFL future to not be on the sidelines. Does it matter? Which path he takes. High road and there's maybe, I mean, there's going to be less attention to your comments. Right. Take Not that that necessarily is altogether important because it's not going to be the first or the last time that something that comes out of Baker Mayfield's mouth turns into a first take undisputed mega topic, right? Right. But in this particular instance, with everything that's hanging around Deshaun Watson and, of course, Baker Mayfield's professional relationship with the Cleveland Browns, I I think for him it's probably best to just take the high road. Though I would be much more entertained if he took a different path. And wouldn't blame him at all. He's been – and here – so, okay, let me make this real quick before we circle back to Deshaun Watson. It's the Plank Show on a Tuesday I feel like I've got my feet under me. We're ready to go now. It has been an awful start to the day. <laughs> I've lost my phone. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. In one. I lost my phone connection. It just hasn't been fun. But Josh is here. You're settled in now. I saw Travis. So life. Life is good. The. The shots have still been nonstop at Baker Mayfield. I mean, nonstop. I listen to John Middlecoff a lot. I like John a lot, and I, I hope at some point he's on the West Coast. West Coast guests are kind of hard for this program, even you know in the 11 a.m. hour because that's you know still 9 a.m. on the West Coast. I'm hoping at some point he comes on. But, I mean, it just kind of shows you how everything Baker does is scrutinized. His wife puts that picture on Instagram, what, like a month ago? And just kind of, hey, just an update, we're doing good, and there's – like a beer sitting in front of him. We don't know if it's his beer, but there's a beer there. And all of a sudden, you know, here's middle cough and Oh, so I guess this is what you're doing. Instead of out there having a beer and you're free. I wouldn't have. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing? I mean, he's a grown man. He's a grown man. He can have a beer every now he's and gonna then. He's going to make $16 million this year. I just don't know if, you know, that's what I want out there. Well, number one, he didn't put it out there. And number two, I mean, I don't think we need to go grab DNA results, but, I mean, we could have that plausible deniability where it's like, hey, it's it's not mine. It's my wife. But even if it is his, who cares, right? I, it doesn't matter. They're, he's over 21, and maybe he got done with the grind during the week. And it's like, I want to have a cold beer. So this just shows you how still, Josh, my Magnetic. man. That man uh, – I, I was on Jason Martin's show in Nashville yesterday morning, and we talked about Baker. And I just said, I, I will never for the life of me understand people like Colin Coward, guys like Brian No, I'm, and I'm not trying to put Brian in the same category as Colin, but to where their whole gimmick is to take a shot at, honestly, and I, and I say this, one of the best dudes on the planet. I mean, that's a great dude. 
And I get it that if you're playing against him, you probably don't like him very much, right? Because he talks a little trash. He's very confident in his ability. He does the dinosaur walk. He celebrates. I mean, I get it. I completely understand. But then in the end of the day, it's not as if he it's not as if he goes out and starts burning stuff and I, I it's not as if he basically isn't this super compassionate person who consistently went out of his way in Cleveland to take care of sick fans, make sure they got to the games. I just I, I we I don't have to defend Baker Mayfield to this audience. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. But for the life of me, they Wade Electric is here. They're talking to Casey about our studio. They're like, "Who is the crazy person waving his arms around in studio?" And right when now? can we get in there and get can, this? Can we get in going? there because I'm afraid of that man right now who's flailing his arms around defending Baker Mayfield. Why Mike Greenberg? Why everybody did Mayfield turn into this punching bag? I, I'll never understand it, guys. He took Cleveland to the playoffs. They were 0-16, and and they drafted him. And when he came into the game, when he made his debut on Thursday Night Football, it cha- It was like Caleb Williams being announced as starting quarterback at, at Owen Field. It was stone cold, the glass breaking. Here he comes. Place goes nuts. And it was as advertised. His second year, his first – Let's see. His second year, he turns the team around. Anyway, I don't have to lay all that out to you. It's never really connected to me. And I I came to this conclusion. I think part of it is because they think he responds, right? I think they want to get that response from him. Yes, that's exactly what's going on. He's not a cookie-cutter quarterback when it comes to how he – typically addresses things in the media. I I don't know how much, if at all, this portion of it plays into it, but Baker Mayfield is somebody that has the the incident in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Sure. uh, Grabs his crotch in Lawrence, Kansas, right? Like, he is not a historically – and follow me on this. I'm I'm with you. I got my hand up, but I'll wait. He's not a historically perfect – citizen right in terms of just kind of some of the some of the history and just character on the football field sure he's not your basic cookie cutter quarterback and I don't mean to say he's not he's not a model citizen in the sense that like obviously he's not getting arrested right, right, weekend. Right. but he's a little bit different right for a quarterback and then the way he approaches the media I think makes him an easy target Back of the class, please. I I guess more than anything else, why we pick – and I don't mean – I'm not saying you, Josh. I mean the royal we. Why people consistently choose to pick an incident against Kansas and a citation in Fayetteville – but then want to go ahead and excuse what Deshaun Watson is accused of. How could you say we want an adult in the room and that's the direction you go? Sure. Or, or hey, yeah. how about a Roethlisberger in years past? I mean, there have been much more egregious offenses. <laughs> um, funny. Quarterbackial. What a great word that Travis just used. He's quarterbackial. I mean, he really is. That's what he is. And here's the other thing. One other good point 
because I, I was texting a little bit with Travis. Anything he says will end up leading the ESPN shows and somehow be twisted or turned to be about Seattle or Deshaun Watson or something else. They're going to find a quote Great that point. they like, and they are going to hammer that quote home. Yes. And that's why – does, again, that's why I asked off the top, does it matter which Good approach point. that he takes? Good point. I mean, listen, you're right. So, anyway, Deshaun Watson's hearing is today. We, we got a little sidetracked there, but Baker Mayfield is meeting with the media in 30 minutes from now. We'll see what we, we'll see what we can come up or what we hear from that. I just – I say this in every interview I do when I talk about Baker. I don't know if I'm objective enough when it comes to Baker Mayfield, the person – to stand for the BS that a lot of people throw out there. If you want to say he's got to be a better quarterback, fine. If you want to say he's got to play better, I agree. And I think Baker agrees. If you say he's got to adjust how he leads, well, if you actually listen to his podcast, that's what he said. i got to find a way to motivate millionaires. It's not easy. If I had $16 million and Casey had a replacement they wanted to bring in, Guess what you wouldn't do from me? You wouldn't hear from me. <laughs> I'd be gone. <laughs> That's 16 mil and I. It's like, where's playing? I don't know. Why doesn't he spend? No, I don't know what happened. Here's Baker Mayfield who's still grinding and trying to get back in the game. I'd be gone. <laughs> it's like, what happened to him? I think he got fat and retired. I don't, I don't know what. He had 16 million in the bank. But if you want to question, hey, he didn't play all that well last year. I, I mean, yeah, agreed. But then it becomes pot shots at the dude. Ask anyone that's played with him. Oh, I'm sorry, outside of Odell Beckham Jr., who suddenly has become the bastion of, a good, of, of what being a good teammate is all about. Suddenly, Odell Beckham Jr., because he landed in the perfect spot and one injury helped elevate him up the depth chart, he is the barometer for what being a good teammate's all about. Well, he's about. in Los Angeles. Right, I know, right? No one wants to take the time to be like, dang, he was – he was really not a good teammate in New York. Things did not go well for Look, him with the Giants. You know that it is just a matter of time before OBJ ruffles some feathers. It is what it is. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, not sorry, but everything that happens with this Deshaun Watson saga, I just I shake my head and think if you just and who knows, maybe if you put some truth serum in Kevin Stefanski, maybe he's like, I wish we just would have kept Baker. I, we- Will Baker get asked today about the prospects of staying in Cleveland? Oh, of course. Of course he will. I hope he does. Unless That's the most interesting question he'll get asked. Now, I, I will say he's got um, – Chris Talbot is his rep, and he's a great dude uh, from what I know of Chris. Maybe he'll tell the guys, hey, listen, we're not going to do any Cleveland Browns stuff here today. You're more than welcome to ask him about any other team. You can ask him about, but we're not talking about the Browns. Maybe that's the case. And then, you know, maybe a lot of people take their cameras and leave. Yeah, I they don't say, know. thanks, Thank but no you. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're not talking about the Browns later. Quick break, it's Plank Show. All right, welcome back to the Plank Show right here on The Ref. <laughs> we like to spend the bottom of the hour going over the best air comfort solutions text to the show, and I missed the landing in there a little bit. Well, we got talking about Baker, right? And he's meeting with the media in 15 minutes, so I I should go over there. Josh, you and Pierce take over the show. I'm on the way. Sounds good. Get over there. Are you uh, are you coming in here today? Or are you? Yeah, sick? I think an I know hour, you, two, and three. I know you got a little work to do back there. I'm sorry. Every time you try to do some work, I keep dragging you back in. I apologize. And then we have the commercial breaks where I 
talk nonstop as well. Uh, someone off the Air Comfort Solutions tax in the 404 based on the start to this show with me losing. I literally lost my phone this morning, and it was in my back pocket. And I know I'm not the only one. I know. It's happened to all of you. May I suggest Adderall for Plank? I'm 47, bro. Listen, I don't know how else to put this. There's not – it's not all of a sudden they're like, well, you've been – I kind of have learned how to live with it. If I'm suddenly organized and structured and things – you know, fl- I don't know if I'll be as good at what I do. If Plank is organized and structured, the world will fall right. into chaos. I, I mean, every year it's a New Year's resolution, and it starts out pretty well. I've got a calendar where I write all my shows and where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do, but – I mean, I, I wear pretty much the same outfit every day. There's You've not made a lot it to this it. far. I feel All like right, I think we're okay. It's dangerous to start getting in there and trying to tweak things around. Maybe someday I'll tell you another reason why I don't take Adderall because I did take it once. Holy heaven! So it's just one of those things to where if I started, I don't know if I'd be able. to. It's like legalized crack is, ba- is basically what it is. <laughs> yeah, I was never a big fan. It's something else. But anyway, I appreciate the uh, op- the option. But, yeah, I don't think that's going to be a, a road that I would be wanting to go down. A um, couple more here. If Baker, if your Baker writes the 405, you take the high road. He could come out of this with a fortune. He could get everything and more than he wants from the Browns. Well, he, he already has a fortune. I mean, I don't know. I Call me crazy, but $16 million is a lot of money in my world. I don't know about you guys. But, yeah, I – I just think you, if you want to become hot takey, go for it. Go for it. If you want to continue to just lay in the weeds, take that high road. And, and I wonder this too. You know, the we, we were talking yesterday about the reported Seattle interest, and we we were talking about the Charlotte interest over the last couple of. Carolina, I guess, interest over the last couple of weeks. But maybe some of these teams have even said, listen, we're going we're gonna to do what we can to try and bring you here. Just don't, don't say anything. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't say anything. Uh, and then one more here quickly for the 918. Clearwater Sooner writes, as I understand it, the arbitrator recommends no discipline for Watson. Goodell can do nothing. But if she gives him a suspension, then Goodell has the final word to give what she recommends or to lengthen or shorten it. Is that correct? Clearwater Sooner, you are 100% right. Essentially, what – why did I – I had her name written down here like a thousand times. I think I even have – Judge – Judy or Judge Sue Robinson. <laughs> it's not Judge Judy. I just realized what I said. Judge Sue Robinson. <laughs> she looks over all the evidence that's been made available to her. And uh, as I understand, she has uh, an investigative team that helps her out when she goes through. It's like, okay, I need a little more information. I want to talk to this person. And that helps her out. Uh, there's no timeline. Now, I get it that some would say, Someone say she needs to hurry up so camp isn't affected by this. But I've said this many times. I don't think that she cares at all about the Browns. No. Or the NFL's timeline. And she shouldn't. 
That doesn't matter at all. That's not her job to care about that. Listen, veterans report on July 26th. We need this done by then. Judge Sue Robinson could say, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really I'm – re- do you realize how many pages upon pages of data there is and information and interviews? So she'll decide whether or not he violated the league's personal conduct policy. The league, according to every single report out there, has made it clear that they're recommending an indefinite suspension of at least a year, which I I think that I don't need to remind everyone of this. If they give Deshaun Watson an indefinite suspension of at least a year, that's not confirmed that he's coming back in 2024 or 2023 either. I mean, there's going to be things he has to do. in And... I mean, we just had a case against the Texans filed yesterday. Who's to say there's not more shrapnel from this that flies over the next year? And I'm telling you, here's another thing. From being around people in my life that get away with things, he's going to do this again. This is going to happen again. I Oh, no, no, he's learned his lesson. Has he? He's out there playing. He got the richest contract in NFL history. This will happen again. And when it does, then what do you do? Which is why the NFL smart, in one of the few times I can say this, in basically saying, hey, indefinite at least a year. But, Josh Helmer, there is one avenue that could end up causing some consternation for one Sue Robinson. And when we come back, I want to tell you what that is. It's Plank Show on a Tuesday with Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Hour one of the – oh, Pierce, the intern, is here, too. We're going to hear his story from the road to Omaha coming up in hour number two. Yeah, do you have any – do we have any aloe vera in the studio anywhere? Did my man get a little burned up? Oh, dude, he's absolutely <laughs> torched. Uh, hour one of the Plank Show, as always, is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. VHFence.com. Get your fencing needs taken care of through the premier fence company in Oklahoma. Free estimates, customer satisfaction, their top priority. Their perfection is your protection. Get your fence back in shape for the summertime. Van Hoos Fence, 405-735-1167. What is the potential poison pill that could lead to no suspension for Deshaun Watson? We'll tell you next. All right, so real quick, and I think we touched on this yesterday, but again, Judge Sue Robinson today in the Deshaun Watson hearing will make a determination whether or not Watson violated the NFL code of conduct policy. And then we'll make a decision as to potential punishment. But here's what I think could be the poison pill. And I think, and again, if I, if we talk, everything's running together. Maybe it was on Sunday night. Maybe it was here yesterday. I felt like we talked baseball for three hours yesterday. But she has to to decide what extent the NFL Players Association will be allowed to explore a defense based on the notion that any punishment for Watson must be parallel to discipline and proportional to discipline imposed on commander's owner Daniel Snyder, Patriots owner Robert Kraft, and Cowboys owner Jerry Jones for potential violations of the personal conduct policy. So there you go. That's the – and again, Jerry's – I mean, 
I would imagine there's quite a few NFL players, just like we've seen in the past, that in other sports that might have a couple of kids out there with women that they're not with. This happens. And I think the problem with what Jerry did is that he had paid hush money <laughs> in the whole saga. So that would be interesting to see how that's handled. Or the Dan Snyder thing just continues to blow my mind. Yeah, So if and when something's going to happen there with him. So are you allowed to say, hey, wait a minute here. You're trying to ban this guy for a year and or more and look at what you're dealing with with your own owner. So it's not – You have to weigh them collectively. And the issue is there's not an owner's union per se, uh, but there is – this is under the umbrella of the NFLPA. So – is that something that could resonate with Judge Sue Robinson? And if it does, then we might be sitting here a week, two weeks, a month from now. Well, and Sue Robinson won't be an arbitrator. She won't be the disciplinary officer of the NFL anymore. But also, it, it could lead to Deshaun Watson having only like six games, if even that. Fascinating times, man. We'll have more on this in the top five stories today. All right, let's get some uh, more baseball recap coming up. Got draft previews around the corner. Good stuff on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hour one has been brought to you by Van Who's Fence. This is The Plank Show.